Good evening once again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins who like to get together and talk about Christ. I'm joined once again by my cousins, uh, Chris Mash. Hello, everybody. Jeremy Hall. Hello, hello. And I'm Jeff Hall. Uh, we got another good one tonight, guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, from last week, if you listen to that podcast, we were, talk- were really defining what the church is and what it's not. Uh, and we kind of got into a little bit there at the end about what, what's allowed, allowable to do on church grounds and so forth. So we're kind of going to kind of segue back into that. Tonight's topic is what are proper ways to use church funds? And before we begin, I just want to reiterate the fact that what we're really doing here, the three of us, is we're we're going back and we're taking a look at some different topics and we're trying to use fresh eyes. We're really just trying to be objective and see what the Bible says about it. And uh, what we're trying to guard against is just simply not studying our Bibles and just believing things simply because that's what we've always been told. Uh, some of those things that we've learned uh, that we've always been told are correct and some aren't. So that's our goal here is uh, just to study the Bible and see what the Bible says. And if we say something that a listener feels like may be contrary to the Word of God, just let us know. Uh, mm-hmm. Because definitely we want to know if we're if we're t- teaching something that's wrong. <clears throat> but I just want to get that out front. Yeah. Um, so, And if you do have a problem with anything we say, you can find us on Facebook now. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you can find our podcast through Spotify and Apple Pod and anywhere else. I guess to, to kind of get this going, um, as far as the use of church funds. Well, what are what are the church funds? Well, what I was going to say, we, first of all, can we yeah. agree that the purpose of the collection is to broaden the borders of God's kingdom? Correct. And Are and we the, on board with that? And the funds that we're talking about are like the tithes and offerings that we do every week to give to the church. So that mm-hmm. is the money that we are speaking of that we... Yeah, the tithe, not necessarily tithing. We don't tithe anymore. We're not required to give 10%. <clears throat> no. However, if you want to give 10%, by all means. Absolutely. Yeah. Verse 7, 2 Corinthians uh, 9 and verse 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When we do give, uh, when we set aside money for, for God on the first day of the week, there's no set amount, guys. It's, uh, you know, maybe you had a good week that week or maybe you didn't. But uh, give as you've been prospered and do so willingly and with a cheerful heart. And I think you could. I think that's the most important thing. If you're if you if you could only give over five dollars and you do it begrudgingly, you know, it's not well, gonna be the same as if you're doing it willfully and cheerfully with it. Is so, there not a parable where uh, <clears throat> a poor widow or something gave two No, it wasn't a parable, it was Jesus was set back and a uh, little old lady walked through there and she put mm-hmm. her last two coins in there. There you go. And That's then where he I was said, saying. I tell you now she's given more there than you go. Than here. The rich people. She yeah. gave everything that she had. I mean, I think that's important. I think, too, when you're praying about it before we, you know, give our offerings is to make sure that, you know, I pray that it, it goes to help to spread the gospel. And it's right. used in a right way. So I just want to, you know, that's that's the one thing I focus on during that prayer is that it's used in the right way. And I guess that's what we're talking about here. And that's what we're trying to get down to, I guess, is, is what is the, the right use? Another question. 
as far as giving aid and helping, uh, again, we, we want to broaden the borders of God's kingdom. But is Jesus also, again, our premier example of this? Yeah. Is he the one that we go to to look at? Always in everything. And uh, I'm going to reference John chapter 6. Basically, that's where, you know, the feeding of the 5,000. We know that not all the people there that were were fed were his disciples. And furthermore, in, in verse 66 in that chapter, we're told that many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. So Jesus fed and took care of these people. Uh, and again, in 26 and 27, we know that some of those people were there just uh, to be filled, to have their appetites mm-hmm. satiated. But yet, I think he uses that opportunity to teach them. And, and he, this is a quote, uh, not, not labor for food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. So we've, just, we've set the tone here. Um, the purpose of the collection is to broaden the borders of God's kingdom, and we're going to Reference Jesus Christ uh, throughout this discussion is one of our examples. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just, uh, you know, let's, I want to bring this question up. Uh, and again, this <coughs> kind of dovetails in with what we were talking about last week. All right, guys, would a fellowship hall attached to the church building be an acceptable use of church funds? And if so, could we even maybe? Put a small kitchen in there. And where I'm going with this is outside of the services. Uh, there's a lot of verses, and we'll get to them, about helping the poor. And it's not always, we don't, you know, we're allowed to help non-Christians for sure. Uh, but if we had such a, a facility, could we not use that to uh, perhaps try to feed the hungry? But anyway, what about a fellowship? We're just going to call it a fellowship. <clears throat> what do you think? I'm not against it. You know, if you had somewhere to fellowship, you're, you're out in the world all week. A sheep amongst, amongst wolves, <clears throat> aren't we? You are. And say we all have those. No, not everybody. But, you know, just say, for instance, the Super Bowl. Would it be better for you to be able to come to a facility like that where you're amongst other Christians? Now, you're not having liquor there. You know, the language is probably better, safer for your kids, the yeah. environment. And you're getting a fellowship with other Christians to get to know them better and help them along their way. Because it's really when you're around <clears throat> other Christians, it's like a beast shot. As we go into this, we want to stress a little bit about fellowship. Chris, you want to tell us what you think about fellowship? Why is it important? Uh, I mean, it helps you spiritually grow. It's kind of like along the lines of shepherding and things that we talked about. It's helped growing um I know when I'm around hanging out with you guys, I know how much I've grown just in this podcast alone, like spending time with you guys. And, and it, it helps me grow as a Christian. So fellowship is extremely important in that sense that, you know, every time I spend with you, I get, I get better. I feel that I get better as a Christian. And we should, we should. Jeremy, what do you think about fellowship? You I'm, kind of already talked about it, but yeah, keep going. I'm, I'm for it. You know, it's like I said, it's, if anything, it takes you out of, out of the world because here's the thing we take for granted you know y'all really grew up in the church i was in and out of the church as a young person and so y'all had a lot of christian friends too and i was blessed with a lot of christian friends but there's that person that's net does not eat you know it's new to the church they have no christian friends they may be alone this would be where else do they have to go to fellowship with people you know 
like-minded Christians, right? Yeah. People who uh, are gathering them, together yeah. for one purpose, and that's to worship our, our Lord and Savior. Well, this gives them a chance to go out and be around people and get them to meet people. And then this can change their friendships and make more friends. Sure. You know, and it helps them along their path. So all week long, we're like sheep amongst wolves. We're out, mm-hmm. you know, in the world uh, on Sundays. And it can be any other day. It's important, I think, that we are around one another. Uh, fellowship with one another allows us the opportunity to gain strength and encouragement from each other. Uh, we need this time together with like-minded Christians to strengthen and edify one another. Uh, and one of my questions here, if we agree that the church building is just a building and we also agree that fellowship is critical in our lives, What's the difference if you had a fellowship hall of meeting there for your fellowship as opposed to going perhaps to someone's home? I, th- I think it has to do, and I'm going to take the opposite side of this. I don't, I don't feel like God's money should be used for a fellowship hall. And what if it's already up? Say you got a classroom. You don't even have to build one. Well, let's just say you don't even have to build a. What if we just the building as it already exists mm-hmm. we could still sit here in these pews well, you and can have and, it as a fellowship hall but yeah. i don't feel like you should use god's money now if you're looking at yeah. other churches and things like that yeah. and you're going to buy that what if we didn't use god's fellow? money chris then yeah. i think that's fine what if uh, yeah. like for instance we were going to we wanted to participate in fellowship with one another and like let's just say the super bowl jeremy brought that up uh what if we took private donation or you know a collection and went and got pizzas or something for the kids or whatever but we didn't use the lord's money yeah. i think that's perfectly fine I mean, we but just, we are on church grounds yeah. would that is, is that again, acceptable as we talked last week we're it's not the building it's the people the church yeah. is the people but and the fellowship your point of it i think chris is saying that as far as the fellowship hall goes <clears throat> the use of church money to fund that would not be an acceptable use. That's your position? No, that is, because I think you've got homes. To are we not to told to feed the with? poor, Chris? We are, but I think that's different than... Uh, now, is that coming out of our own pocket? What if we were to use God's money to <clears throat> now to very, help feed people? They're very specific in some of this, too. So he talks about in First Timothy, let's just say the widows, right? They, yeah. are, they are specific examples in the Bible of, of who we are supposed to help. So... First um, Timothy 5, 3 through 16. Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make sure return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God, has set her hope on God, and continues in supplications and prayers at night and day, prayers night and day but she who is self-indulgent is dead even when she lives so he says in there who has set her hope on god so there is a specific thing of of god's money that they're talking about and in a specific requirement of helping those widows out who has a heart focused on god those are the ones that you help out so if her heart's not focused on god are we not supposed to still help I'm just asking. Questions. I'm just talking yeah. about the church, church's money. Well, and that's where yeah, I don't want to. I want to make sure that yeah. we keep that that frame of reference. Yeah, I'm not even talking about using church's money on this. Before we get into the widows thing, like on the fellowship, like you said, you know, and the reason what you said, well, you got other houses. Thing is, not everybody's got a house that can fit ten or. 15 and that is people. a real. It, it, I'll say the church I currently attend. What we do every year, we will break 
essentially the entire congregation into four groups. And then there will be a group leader. Because you couldn't, you know, can't yeah. fit everybody in uh, 200 no. plus people in somebody's home. Uh, so, well, yeah. Jeremy, can. Jeremy lives in a mansion. <laughs> no, I don't. But if you don't live in a mansion, I don't. <laughs> I don't but, either, uh, by the way. But anyway, yeah, you make a good point yeah. there. Um, sometimes uh, there's just not the, 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 the physical room. But is yeah. that is God's money responsible for us hanging out outside of church? And I think we're kind of leaning toward, I am at least, maybe not the use of church funds not for the for fellowship. Like that. Let's, now the but kitchen, I think the building itself is free yeah. game. I do. Now, yeah. the kitchen is a different story when we get to that. I'll, well, we're on it now. Okay, let's, uh, well, let's touch on it. Should, if you have a kitchen, should you use God's money to help the widows and orphans and, and the poor and the needy? Well, Galatians 9 through 10 tells us, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in in the due time, due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Can I jump on verse 10 right off that passage there? Also, Galatians 6 verse 10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So you got two, two phrases there I think are important. Let us do good to all. Especially, especially is implying that we're not looking at those in the household of faith as the 100% entirety, the recipient yeah. of this goodwill. Chris? Well, okay, so what I'll ask, I'll ask you too this question. So reading those those verses right there, do you feel like they're specifically talking about the money that's God's money? Or are they talking about our own money on our side? Because just because we donate or give, me giving money offering on Sunday as part of the collection plate does not mean that I'm free and that that covers me for the rest of the week. I think you made a really good point, Chris. So what do you guys think about Uh, that? Well, I'm going to dovetail that with Acts 4, 33 through 35. And basically that's talking about, I'll just start in 34, verse 34. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and they distributed to each as anyone had need. We get right there that they're not using church money for this. A lot of people, if they were blessed with properties and land and stuff, a lot of times they would sell stuff. Yeah, and, and my point is it's this This is a, a letter from Paul to the Church of Galatia. Mm-hmm. That's where I say, could it be for individuals? But since the letter is actually to the church, to be read in front of the church and the congregation, I would say it's of the church. Is this just a matter because of us erring on the side of caution? Because I don't, outside of a few verses, I don't get a lot of criteria that really says, okay, you can use X amount of dollars for this. And I'm going back to can we agree that the purpose of the collection is to broaden the borders of God's kingdom? I'm going to repeat that a few times as we go along. I don't, I don't think you can disagree with that. I think it goes back to something that we talked about last week in the building. What division could it potentially cause within the church? And, and I hate coming back, you know, yeah. I just feel that's a part of it. If you've got half of the people here donating their money and they feel it should be used for this, and they disagree on something on the Bible, it can cause some sort of division. Are you going to allow the fear of making somebody offended 
prevents you from helping to bring souls to Christ. That's what I was going to bring up right there is like, I don't want to divide the church. I don't want to divide it either. However, say I had some older women out there that were widowed and they were hungry and starving and one of them wasn't a Christian, one of them was. Would I care if anybody in the congregation got mad because we handed them money just to feed feed them. So if need. you've got somebody in your congregation who is in need, <clears throat> I think he's and you use the treasury I'm saying both, to help, outside. yeah. So Joe Blow across the street. So maybe not <coughs> Miss Joe Blow. Maybe not a Christian. Is that yes, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not a Christian. I had one Christian and one wasn't a Christian. Okay. While you would give, I personally would give the money to both. Reading this, you know, you're, you're helping the needy and the poor. Personally, or with the church's money. With the church's money, it's right here. Chris, read First John three, <clears throat> verse seventeen. But whoever has this world's good and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? So whoever's got this world's goods, and I think yeah. that I think mean we're our, all in agreement that they need that we need to help them. Yeah. I just think once that offering is made to the church, there are specific instructions and what we're talking yeah. about tonight on what we can do with it. Now yeah. we can all pull aside like we do. We have a flower fund here at church. We do not use God's money for the flower fund. And what the flower fund does is we send them to, you know, funeral homes or get well or something like that, that will all come together separately from yeah. what is offered and collect money outside of that to do. And Jeremy even had a great suggestion this week to use it for uh, helping people who, you know, maybe their pantry's low or maybe they need help buying some medicine or something like that okay. outside of it. That, But it's an ex, external fund. I'll, from the church. I'll throw this one out. Uh, recently, at the church I attend, we took up a collection for one of the needy saints. Uh, they did not have transportation to get to the church, to, to services. And uh, we took up a collection to get them a modest, you know, vehicle. Nothing, nothing fancy. But I think that was... Uh, Again, it's, I'm stressing that that was not. We didn't take money out of the collection to do that. It was uh, it was personal donations. I think that's awesome. But again, I'm getting back to this. If if we agree that the purpose of the collection is to save souls, bring people to Christ, broaden the borders of the kingdom, how are we using that money? What techniques are we doing? What are we doing other than? I know we most churches support foreign missionaries. Maybe yep. people here uh, in our own country. Uh, what else is going on with this money, well, Jeremy? Before, before we get too far off, let me retouch on this other thought we had. Uh, the kitchen we're, out here where we're at right now, you're not going to see many homeless people. Yeah, we're out in the okay, middle true. of the sticks <clears throat> to say. <laughs> But that say, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Say you had a church and you were downtown. Now, if we threw out a barbecue here for the homeless, it would be for nobody. Because they ain't homeless getting to us. I will say I we're, think there are people in this community who probably need might, help, but maybe I, I not agree. to the scale you're talking about. If, if you're, if you're say, downtown, in a major city, and you got a lot of homeless people around you, what would it affect if the church went out, bought some Food. Could just, we not, or now? And, when and, you say this, are we are we able to use church funds for this, or is it got to be private collection? Well, it says help the poor. Let me ask this, and I, I'm gonna. I think I, I agree with you. I believe. Uh, I think as far as helping poor and believers, mm-hmm. the church's main job is to preach the gospel. But often, ministry <clears throat> to the poor 
can open doors for evangelism. So if you if we're out there, one, we're doing a good deed as we're commanded to yeah. do. Now, I'm not talking, can we not preach the gospel to them yes. while they're there on the facility? And I'm not talking about having like a um, fair type thing where you got little rides for the kids right. and doing this to you're, bring families You're attending in. to basic yeah. human needs. I, I'm talking about people. Clothing, perhaps, a warming shelter, <clears throat> yes. food. Stuff like that. And, and the clothes and stuff, you could donate that stuff. You could Absolutely do, we but can. To use a little of the church funds, even... So, so this, if you're using the church to, even to say you pay for the food, right? Right. Out of your own pocket. You're, if you use it to prepare it at the church, you're still using their electricity. They're still in some form right. using their money to help you out. You're not going to say, well, I got right. electricity bill this month. You, you might. You might. Well, Jeremy, I think Chris has got a point he wants yeah. to make. Well, so do we agree that there, do we agree that there are, more than enough Christians, people of God that need help that aren't getting help. Probably. Yeah, I'm every, not saying don't every, help. Probably. But every yeah. one of these verses that we mentioned prioritizes God's children first. So it's just like It some, does. I think the priority is there, is but it so, doesn't exclude. It yeah. doesn't, but in, in reference to using the church's money, it references, it prioritizes God's people yeah. first. Even Galatians, Galatians 610, we'll go back to that. Yeah. Galatians 6.10, the end of that verse, uh, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So I think that that, that, that's, that aligns yeah, with what you're saying. That's the point that I'm trying to reach because there's enough Christians that, that are in need. There's the absolutely Christians and, in and need. And it's just like some of us saying, like I've had this conversation with people, like why are we giving so much money to missionaries overseas when we have so many people here that are in the point. Yeah. God? But, I mean, it's just a point because you want everybody to have it. But Yeah, and we're not saying... Don't exclude Christians to help non-Christians. We're just saying include everybody. What if we said this? If we see an opportunity to do good, mm-hmm. to help someone, even if they're not of the household of faith, I think we can help them. Always. Yeah. I just and, think- and again, uh, Matthew 19 and 21, Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to mm-hmm. the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. So that's pretty important. I like to build up treasure in heaven. How about yeah. you guys? Yeah. Uh, I just think it gets it gets very complicated when it when it comes to that. And I think that's exactly why we're having this conversation. So we've identified the fact that we know Christians and non Christians. There yeah. Christians. There's Christians in need. There's uh, and here's here's an important one, guy. We're talking about evangelism. Let's say as Jeremy. Uh, mentioned earlier that uh, we're in an area, maybe Nashville or somewhere, where there's a, a pretty high percentage of homeless. Is it possible that some of those homeless folks perhaps has not had the gospel of Jesus Christ taught to them? And if not, let's say they're while we're in the process of, of attending their, their basic needs, what if we also use that as an opportunity to teach them about Jesus? Do you think maybe that could turn somebody's heart and maybe bring a lost soul to Christ? Very possible. Well, I'm going to brag on Jeremy about this because he probably won on his own. Uh, he just gave a weird look, by the way. Um, but he had the idea of getting he's, – he's already found them and everything like that, the, the New Testament Bibles. Right. Are you talking about, about the ones, though? Just the little small New Testament Bibles. The ones that Bibles. I can't read anymore because I need <laughs> – These are actually bigger. They're more of a, like a booklet. Really? Yeah. yeah they're so, a little smaller than this. How yeah. much do they cost? A dollar 
46 a piece right yeah. now. And, and, so, and if you buy them in bulk or what? We're ordering a bunch of them. That's and, great. And some of Jeremy's idea when we first talked about it was getting those going and fixing a Is little Is that fine Corinthian leather? No, I'm just joking, <laughs> no, man. Okay. Sorry, guys. I had to no, no, let's keep good. going, Chris. I don't but know. taking those and giving them out to the homeless because, you know, they might. But so, but here's how we're separating out. The, the meals and stuff that we're giving come from us. We're, church funds? Is that what you're saying? No, or no personal funds. Personal funds. And the church is ordering the Bibles and, and tracts and things like that. I think that's, that's great. used to spread the gospel. But what if you did use the church funds to provide meals? Where do you stand on that? I'm I'm for it. I don't. I think we're helping. We're not the poor. talking about spending ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month on it. We're talking about, hey, get a couple hundred dollars, get some peanut butter, get some white bread, go out in, to hand it to people. In principle, I agree. I think we can use church funds to help feed the poor and use that as an opportunity for evangelism. Anybody listening, if you disagree with that, please comment. I'd love to hear what you got to say, Chris. You, you're saying no. No, or did not, you some? Okay, so I sound, sound terrible. I just think that there's other avenues that, I mean, it's, I err on the side of caution that okay. it's pretty specific in here about prioritizing God's people. That's why we use the money for the tracks and spreading the gospel. I think we personally can provide the food without, without straying over. Now, let mind. me ask this question. It's one thing to feed 20 people. What if you got a hundred or two hundred that you're trying to provide? And we're not able to actually turn five fishes into, you know, yeah. feed five thousand. I would like to point out to everybody that about Chris, it's not his fault. I mean, he doesn't even like ice cream. So Where are you going with this? That was it. He, he just, just, wanted, he he just, just doesn't like ice cream, no. so I'm just taking a shot. Yeah, that's kinda weird. Now Chris is a good guy. No doubt about it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about that. Um, what are some other ways? Okay, we talked about the fellowship, perhaps at the building, maybe having a fellowship hall, uh, not using church money per se on that. Chris, what do you got? One, one here's a, here's an easy one that we don't think about, but to help other churches. Yeah, donate to help other churches. Um, just so, you know, so okay. certainly because in uh, let's see here. Help other churches. There was a famine at home hit, and abroad. There was a the, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. There was a famine that hit Antioch in the Bible, and so other churches pulled together. Well, and, recently, remember the tornadoes in Cookville. Yep, I think a lot of aid from local churches and, and regionally here in Middle Tennessee went to help them. Just the overall um, message that. So I yeah, got. there's a lot of opportunities yeah. for us to help the saints. There's no yes. question about that. I'm going to fall on the spot where I don't think uh, necessarily it's wrong to. Uh, to use church funds to help needy people who are not Christians because my goal in the first place is to make those non-Christians turn them into Christians. And I can't do that if I'm not teaching them. Yeah. And I think in the process of helping, I can teach. So prove me wrong. Well, I mean, even when we we see other started people, not even here overseas in Africa, you always see people sending them. You know, you got missionaries going right. over there. I don't. I've never talked to a missionary. I would love to. We have uh, from my church again. Mm -hmm. We've got missionaries in Africa, and I got to tell you guys, do they feed them too, or do they? Yes, but here's what happens, and, and we get updates on this, and it's published in our bulletin, and it is fascinating when you take people 
and I, I'm referring to some of these people in uh, Africa and very poor, very remote countries. areas where running water, mm-hmm. that's unheard of. They were telling a story about where the meetings were taking place that many of the people who attended those meetings, getting eaten by a lion was a legitimate fear. Mm-hmm. Crocodiles. Uh, but the, the beauty of it is that their zealousness, their hunger for the word is tremendous. When was the last time you saw 30-something people baptized at once? Uh, they heard the word. Yeah. They were so moved by it. They wanted to turn their lives over to their Lord and Savior. That's a beautiful thing. So yes. obviously, yeah, we're, we're using money to help support that. What other techniques, guys, can we use uh, to help broaden the borders of our, our Lord's kingdom What's by it? using the money that we collect on Sundays? I think Jeremy might talk on this one a little bit more, but orphans. That one, I spoke on the widows, but you had mentioned orphans, which is mentioned in the Bible. I do see the orphans from James one twenty seven. Um, let me get it right here. I'll read it to you. It is... Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. I say over, kind of overwatching them. I take that as they're feeding them. They're helping watch over them, helping clothe them because they have nobody else. However, that's James. I can't say like I did in Galatians where it's to the church. What I'm getting from this discussion is that, yes, we agree that we need to use this money wisely. Mm-hmm. And and try to use it in such a way that we're trying to bring lost souls, but I'm not seeing a checklist in the Bible that's saying, okay, you can do this per se, but you can't do that. There's a little bit of gray area in some of this stuff, <clears throat> and if we're using money, and we don't want to cause division, but if we're using this money, and we think it's a viable technique to bring souls to Christ uh, and help them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, and the same thing. Maybe we should just use discernment for the situation. Jeremy, what would happen? What's all right? I want to give you guys both uh, a scenario. What is worse to use your money in your heart? You believe that you're helping, and that you at least your mission is to to uh, to spread the word of God. But you are actually using money. Is that better than having a huge bank account and never cutting a check for nothing? What's better? Anybody want to talk on that? I mean, I still think either way you go, it's got to be biblical. I mean, the money's well, I'm not saying never cutting. Uh, we're not saying I'm biblical. Cutting a check on something, you're just hoarding it. It's like putting the towel in the ground. That's exactly where I was going with that. You can't not have it and then use it to spread the gospel. That's that to me, um, forgive me for not knowing it, but that sounds like a sin in itself in some form or fashion. I think, but yeah, again, yeah. That's not a, I don't well, have something. To are are we? Are we? But it seems like it would be. Um, are we sinning through our lack of effort? I have a question. What about those churches that you know? And I can't speak for him. I don't know how much they donate to charity and whatnot, but they're paying their preachers multi millions. They have planes. They have yeah. ten thousand dollar watches. They're showing on. Do stage. they need that, Jeremy? They have I don't fancy think so. cars, and and I'm not here to judge how they use it. I don't know how much they give, but 
I, think I don't know. Maybe. I might be judging on that a little bit. <laughs> but maybe, I don't think you need a Rolex to preach the word. Maybe they show if you pray hard enough, look what God will give yeah. you. But, uh, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's I think, a fine line. <laughs> yeah. I think the love of money is the root of all evil, Chris. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why we have elders in a lot of these churches to make these decisions too. And I'm sure it's not made by one or two people. I'm sure it's discussed. And I would just say use discernment in any situation where you can see where if you know you'd be less willing to give to a homeless man if right before you hand him a $5 bill. He's like, hold on a second, and answers his cell phone. You might be a little bit old. Maybe this one don't need it as much as somebody else. I had a guy with a nicer phone than me stop me and ask yeah. me for a dollar. And I said, well, you could buy a new app or something on it. Like, he had, like, yeah. the newest iPhone. It's crazy. Yeah. I agree. Well, hey, man, that was a good talk tonight. I think that's kind of where we're going to close it up. Um I don't know that we really nailed down specificities on on, on the use of church funds. Uh, we do want it to be biblical. We do want it to meet, uh, follow scripture, but I don't think it's completely cut and dried. You guys? No, I think we could easily talk about it again sometime and bring up totally different topics. Yeah, we may have some different things, but I think uh, in closing in this discussion, it's important uh, to think outside the box. Uh, Again, we're not trying to add to the word or take away from it, but maybe adjusting our techniques to uh, maybe address the kind of the current world that we live in. But that's something we should be thinking about. We should be thinking about how can we use this money in the best way possible to expose the gospel to the most amount of people. Any closing thoughts, Chris? No, I mean, I agree. Like I said, I've just sided more on the side of of – taking care of the, the godly needy first. I don't disagree. And those that are in there. But um, I definitely believe in helping everybody in the way you can. You just got to be careful with which, you know, God's money, your money. It's all God's money. But we, yeah, yeah we know what you're talking about, about the collection. Thing, but yeah. spreading God's, God's word is the most important. Thoughts, I think, final thoughts, Jim? I just think Chris did a good job on his side. I know? thought he supported his views I, I think quite well, personally. Well, and, 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 uh, it's not his we fault. We need that he, guy. Yeah, it's not his <laughs> fault. Uh... He he's so mad at the world. He hates ice cream, <laughs> and um, he, hopefully he'll get over that. Because once he tries Rocky Road, it changes Ugh. life. Don't like marshmallows, man. <laughs> but no, he's got another allergy, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm trying say, to feed him Rocky Road. <laughs> yeah. I just say just use your discernment and and pray on whatever you do, and hopefully God will give you the answer. Well said, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, tell us, uh, tell the listeners where they can find us now. Uh, you can find us on. Facebook right now, just search Cousins for Christ, and you'll see a little picture of a Bible and a candle, and that's us. We don't have a lot of followers right now. We ain't been up in a few days. So We'd please subscribe. We'd love to follow us. Subscribe, follow. Um, you know, give us a thumbs up if you would, and go to Spotify if you're on Spotify or Amazon or Apple Pod. Please just give us five stars, and like I said, if you got a comment, go to our Facebook page, leave a comment, let us know. Just. Say, I'd really hey, like to hear some comments. Or a topic. Yeah, or against, you, like, you know. Or, that's a, a great topic, idea. A topic, topic you'd, you'd like, like to hear about. Yeah. yeah. Ideas. Yeah. Again, we're just we're just trying to preach it straight from the Bible we're just, the best we can. Yeah, we're just three country cousins that grew up in the South out here and and old sticks, you Middle can say. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, and just uh, giving our thoughts. That's all we can do. Doing the best we can do. Trying to further God's Word. That's yeah. what we're trying to do. Well, Jeremy, would you like to close us out with sure. a word of prayer tonight? Dear Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you so much, Lord, for giving us a platform to, to use it to spread your word and to glorify your name, Lord. 
And I pray that, Lord, that your word reaches out to other people and helps plant a seed for someone that they may find you, Lord, and draw draw you closer to, to you, draw them closer to you, Lord. So thank you for this privilege, Lord. And thank you for this blessing you've bestowed upon us to do this. And thank you for giving us the opportunity and this platform to do it on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.